Remember, you are a tourist on this earth. You are not a permanent resident here. Our home, our home is another place. Circumstances come to pass. But God's promises are forever, and His faithfulness goes to the very end. In the Old Testament, there's a story of a man named Noah that God had promised He was going to flood the earth because of the wickedness of the human heart, but that He would take Noah all the way through it. Then one day, God said to Noah, Take the animals and get on the ark, and then God closed the door. The circumstances looked awful. Noah was on the ark with his family and the animals for almost a year. I don't think I would like those circumstances, and I've only been at this for a little more than a month. Then later, God made, through a dream, made a, a promise to Joseph that he would be a ruler, become a ruler, even over his own family. His brothers knew about that dream and became jealous and sold him as a slave. Those circumstances, however, came to pass. And what Joseph said was, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. And he made him the second highest position in the land of Egypt. And then God said to Noah, to Moses, who was God's deliverer from the people of, of Israel from Egypt, he said, I'm going to take my people out to a promised land. And so Moses followed God out through the wilderness and right up to the edge of the Red Sea where he was trapped between the Red Sea and Pharaoh's army. But God, it came to pass. And God opened up the waters and the people walked through. He didn't stop when they were halfway through. He was faithful to the very end. And God will be faithful to all of us at Noonsong too because his promise is true that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Circumstances will pass because God's promises are true forever. Until we can see you again and maybe make you a bagel or two and hug your neck. Bye.
you remember the story or not but right after Jesus raises from the dead he does something very interesting uh, we have an interesting account of what he did next now I can think of a hundred places that if Jesus was to ask me which he didn't but if he was to ask me what should I do I have like 40 days left on this earth before I send back to heaven where should I go he goes to a place uh, that theologians uh, can't barely even find on the map anymore. But within the story, we see how, who God thinks is important and how far he'll go to let us know that he's with us. We're in a series called Bigger. And in these days, it's nice to re be reminded, isn't it, that we have a God who is bigger, who sees with a bigger perspective. And in fact, if you were with us last week, I even went right up there on my roof to prove, to make the point that God is the God of the whole landscape. He sees everything. He sees the big picture. But another aspect of God being bigger is that he cares about the little things too. That's what a good father does. And I can remember my own father. He was concerned about the little things like, like helping me uh, make a Pinewood Derby car 
and Boy Scouts, like taking me to the baseball game to see my favorite player, Ozzy Smith, like playing catch with me uh, out, in the, out in the yard. These are the kind of things that I thought were big to me. You might be watching today and you're concerned about something that seems minor when you're watching uh, Good Morning America and you see all of the big problems. You think, well, no one cares about my little things. But can I tell you something? One reason we have such a big God is because he knows and cares about our concerns too. My title today is God is Walking with you. Type that in the comments if you believe that God is walking with you. Now just a little bit we'll be back and we're going to talk about two people on a road to a place that seemed un unimportant, two people that seemed unimportant, yet God cared enough to spend time with them to let them know that He is real and that He is with them. Good morning, new song. Uh, as always, it is such a privilege and an honor to be able to share and worship with you guys. And this morning, I just wanted to share a very quick message about what giving in a pandemic may look like. Now, I know that this experience, this pandemic experience is different for everyone. We're all experiencing this crisis in a different way. And one thing that is the same and one thing that is unique for us as Christians or as children of God is that this is a time where we have the opportunity to step up to the plate and to become the hands and feet of Jesus for our neighbors. So uh, no matter where we are or what we may be going through, we all have something that we can share and we all have something that we can give. And that is what it looks like. And that is what it means to embody the gospel and to live out the gospel. And through our tithes and offering, we get to partner with New Song in the work that they are doing, such as New Song Cares and all the other great ministries that New Song is doing to help meet the needs of our neighbors. So through your tithes and offering, you're actually partnering to help live out this gospel message that we hold so dearly. And not only that, but you are exercising your trust through these turbulent times. You're putting your finances in God's hands and saying, you know what, God, I don't know what the future may hold. I don't know what's going to happen down the line. I don't know what's going to happen next week or next month, but I'm trusting you in this moment with my tithes and offering. Lord God, I'm offering it to you for you to build your kingdom and for you to have your way and for your people to be blessed. And I'm trusting, Lord God, that you're going to take care of me as I help take care of your people. And one of my favorite scriptures comes from Philippians chapter four, and I'm going to read it for you. It's Philippians chapter four, verse 19. And it says, I am convinced that my God will fully satisfy every need you have. For I have seen the abundant riches of glory revealed to me through the anointed one, Jesus Christ. And so I just want us to be encouraged that we can still give, we can still love, we can still be the hands and feet of Jesus. We can live out this gospel message as we trust God with our finances. And as we give, we trust that God will take care of our needs as well. So happy Sunday and have a great week, new song. 2,000 years ago, the church was born. It wasn't made up of the famous, the rich, or the powerful. It was made up of everyday people who passionately believed in the message of Jesus. It was the beginning of a revolution of love and freedom that would change the world forever. In 369 AD, the church built the first hospital as a place to care for those who cannot care for themselves. Today, the church is the largest single provider of healthcare in history. 
but the impact of the church isn't just ancient history. Today, the church is stronger than ever and continues to impact every corner of the world. Over 300,000 churches in America and almost 5 million churches around the world stand ready to be instruments of change, to do what governments could never do. The ripple of Jesus' impact can be clearly seen and felt in the church today. And it's made up of people like me and you. But we are not afraid. We were created for such a time as this. We will continue to do what we've always done. Proclaim the message of Jesus. Welcome to church. Hey, you get you, you get this finds you well 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 being intentional about allowing God to reset and God to re God to reset and even know about areas of our lives that we may not even know about. He can't reset those things if we aren't spending time with him. The enemy the enemy is so subtle. I've never had more time to spend with God. Yet it seems even even harder to set time aside. Solitude is key to being transformed. How un how how uncomfortable people are with silence hard silences to come by these days because we flood our lives with noise right between our ipods and our phones tvs and our cars driving to work we have the radio on i truly believe i truly believe i truly believe that there is a connection between the amount of noise in our lives and our ability to hear hear god Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. But make no make no make no mistake, God transforms your life in those moments of solitude. Don't neglect the time that you've been given in this season of life to just allow God to speak to us. song family i hope you are doing well and we can't wait to be back together but until then even if we are quarantined here's some ways we're staying connected our midweek online gathering has been a very special time to meet up with each other on the live chat and hear some very encouraging words from pastors thomas and christian see you again this wednesday new song youth come hang out with us on zoom it's fun to see friends and play games as we joke around and break the boredom with becca eric and pastor jared I hope you're enjoying the daily video devotions from our new song family. It's the perfect prescription when you need inspiration and encouragement. They are available on both YouTube and Facebook. Church at Home for Kids is available every day as well on our website with new content uploaded all the time. It's a great homeschool activity to do with your kids that will help them learn and grow. Thank you for joining us for Church at Home. If you want more details on all of our events, make sure to subscribe to our emails at the bottom of the homepage on our website. Have a blessed week. Hey, so as some of you guys might know, I'm a music teacher and I found that one of the best ways that I can process the whole transition to online learning and teaching is to write a song. So I wrote a song. I'd like to share that with you guys now. Here we go.
anyone out there find yourself in this crazy season asking questions like, what is going on? What, what are you doing, God? Um, even the strongest among us have doubts during this time. And um, we are no different than the two guys that Jesus met on the road to Emmaus. Uh, Luke says uh, in Luke 24, he says they were walking back home right after the crucifixion. Uh, they're not feeling very excited right now. They're feeling bummed out. And um, they were playing the if only game. I don't know if you've ever played this with God, but if only this, then this would have happened. For them, it was if only Jesus was alive then. Uh, maybe you're playing this game. If only this happened, then I would have my graduation. If only this, then I would still have my job. If only this, you understand what I'm saying? This is the game they were playing and it picks up in Luke chapter 24, verse 13, and it says this. Now behold, two of them were traveling that same day to a village called Emmaus, which is, was exactly about seven miles from Jerusalem. I added exactly about. And they walked together and they, and they talked together of all these things. Now this is a loaded phrase here. These things, there was all kinds of things going on in their head. These things, you could translate that to be all of their worries, all of their concerns, all of their gripes and complaints. We have these things that all of us have in common right now all around the world. These things that we're going through, right? And they were talking about these things that had happened. So it was while they conversed and reasoned. There's another word that's kind of full of all kinds of meaning that may not be important to, to, to do. Reasoning. A lot of times we like to reason. Well, logically, this is this. Scientifically, this is this. And politically, this is, and these people say this. And, Reasoning isn't always the greatest thing to do. And while they were reasoning, Jesus himself drew right up next to them and walked with them. And it says, but their eyes were restrained, so they did not even know him. Needless to say, we're much like the two strangers. No matter what kind of walk of life we come from, Often, we will be walking along and not even realize when Jesus shows up in front of us. We might even be reasoning about things and asking questions like, God, why? My expectations were this, but this is what happened, if only. Have you been there? Of course we have. That's why in this... Uh, thing that's going on it's so uh, crazy everyone is in the same boat of course we've been in situations like this it's easy for people in these days to be searching for God because of what these things that are going on and what we reason about them it's no wonder that historically the church grew more than ever before in trials and in persecution. Something to think about. Um, 
we have our questions about the things that have happened because we see with natural eyes. It's possible that God can be walking with us right in the middle of our doubts and our questions and we don't even realize he's there. That's, that's a possibility because we always are looking with our, eye, our natural eyesight when God wants us to see with his eyes. Wayne Cadero, uh, I saw a funny devotional this week that someone had pointed out and um, he was talking in another context about how God is perhaps trying to get our attention through all of this. Maybe, maybe he didn't create it, but he's trying to uh, speak to us during this time. And um, he said, but people simply don't listen to his voice. And what is it going to take for people to get, get, for God to get our attention? He, he compared it with the Israelites and all of the different plagues and, and the, you know, the, the Egyptians and all the plagues. And, and um, he says, it, for some people, they, they, God can get their attention by just a voice, just a whisper. I hope that's you and I. I hope that's us. But some people, it takes a two by four for God to get their attention. And that's most people, Wayne Cadero said, unfortunately. And um, these guys, I would say this, these guys on the road to Emmaus, they needed a two by four to get their attention because it says in Luke chapter 24, verse 17, um, then he said to them, Jesus, Jesus said, they didn't know it, they didn't know it was him, but they, he said, what kind of conversation is this that you guys are having with one another as you are walking? Then the one whose name was Cleopas answered and said, what kind of, what kind, are you asking us what kind of conversation we're having? Are you the only one in all of Jerusalem that does not know the things that have happened during these days? And he said to them, Jesus said back, and Jesus often talked like this, hook, line, and sinker. He asked the question, what things? What do you talk, what things happened in Jerusalem? And of course, they, they say, you, Jesus, you know about Jesus. We might say today, you haven't heard about the quarantine, about no baseball, no MLB, no NBA, no NHL, no restaurants. You don't know about the masks and the shortage of Purell and all that. You don't know about this? And it says these things, they said that these things concerning Jesus of Nazareth being condemned to death and crucified. But we were hoping, they said in verse 21, we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. But obviously it's not him. We, that's what we were hoping, a loaded phrase, we were hoping. In other words, the two travelers were going on and on about Jesus, to Jesus about what they were hoping would happen. I would like to ask you today, what are you hoping? What are you wishing for? What are you uh, presupposing uh, is going on right now? In, 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 any area of your, in any area of your life, what is, what is God doing in your marriage, in your family, in your life? Can I point out to you the, the thing that's very obvious, the elephant in the room about these two guys? In their disappointment, they were missing the giant miracle right before them because their eyes were restrained. They were missing the giant miracle that was right in front of them that God 
was incarnate walking with them. Yet they're sitting there complaining and whining and griping and worrying and fretting. Can I say this to you? Don't let your reasoning and your worry keep you from seeing Jesus when he's right next to you through all of this. Don't let the, anything else cloud the fact that all the way along the road, and in fact, usually in times like this, in tougher times, Jesus is closer to us than ever before. It's probably because we are inviting him into our lives more than ever before. Jesus is probably closer to most people in this time because we've made space, because distractions have been um, erased from our lives. So obviously we sense Jesus more. I think there are more good things coming out of this than we realize. And then can I say, boy, where their faces red when they discovered, oh my Lord, Jesus, you've been walking with us all along. And you might say, I'd, I'd never be like these guys. I would never do this. My eyes are wide open. I see Jesus. If he was walking with me, which he is, on the road, I would know it. And I would say to you, well, awesome. That's great. I'm so glad that that's how you feel. But you... Um, but I might also encourage you today um, to really, 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 really ask yourself the question, am I, listen, am I getting closer to Jesus as we walk together through this? Or am I just babbling and blabbing on and on in my reasoning about my worries and my fears? Am I getting closer to Jesus through this? Or am I really just pushing myself further away when Jesus wants to walk with me? You might ask this question as well. Do I really live as if God is walking with me every step of the way? If he is, then you're probably walking in courage. You're probably walking in confidence. You're probably walking in uh, joy and the fruits of the Spirit. But if we're not sure that he's walking with us, we not, might not be living that way. The question, do I really live as if God is walking with me? Let me tell you this, it sure can't hurt to affirm that this morning. It can't hurt, I know it's weird, this disconnect between the screen and, and where I am and watching this way, this is not the way we do, any, do things. But can you get past that for a minute? And can we be real with each other? Can you be real at least with, with God? And um, can you pray with me and say this under your breath, Lord, I am sorry for when my reasoning gets in the way of my seeing. Lord, we wanna see not with just our own eyes, but we wanna see with spiritual eyes through this time. Would you say this with me? Say this, I know that you are bigger. I know that you are working. I know that you are making me better through this. And then lastly, I know that you are walking with me every step of the way. 
If you really believe that, if you really think and know and know that you know that Jesus is walking with you, God himself is walking with you every step of the way, you'll live differently. In the next couple of weeks, next few weeks, we're going to talk about what God does when we're allowing ourselves to uh, just trust him to, uh, to be with us and walk with us, watch the great things he does in our life. Not, now next week is a special day, it's Mother's Day. We're gonna be talking about something different that day. Make sure to join us for that. There's not going to be any chocolate covered strawberries delivered to your house like we have done in the past. Um, unfortunately, those are some of the things that we were hoping would happen. But um, as we uh, end today, in just a few minutes, we're gonna come back because it works out that in this story about these guys, when they actually find out who Jesus is, it's because Jesus breaks bread in front of them. It's because they have communion communion together and when they celebrate communion that's when they discover oh wow it's Jesus and how it's say how appropriate it is that today is communion Sunday and I'm gonna ask you to go find something to uh, receive communion with us and um, we'll get back together in uh, just a couple of minutes great is thy faithfulness oh god my father there is no shadow of turning with thee thou changest not thy compassions they fail not as thou hast been forever will be great is thy faithfulness great is thy faithfulness morning by morning new mercies I see like these two people on the road to Emmaus. Jesus is walking with you. And then you both get to your house and he asks to come in. And you say, oh no, I, it's the quarantine, you can't come in. Or you might say, um, no, I don't wanna get coronavirus. Or you might say, um, no, I don't trust you. I have too much fear. Now. That's taking it a little bit too far, comparing it with the story, but that's kind of what Jesus is doing with us. And then imagine, Jesus looks right in your eye, and I, I know that he would be smiling when he says this. He would take the bread, because this is when the guys realized that it was Jesus, and he takes the cup, and then he says to you and me, you know, I died for your sins. I have the victory over sickness. You know, I died for your fear. I have the win 
over your battles. You know, I shed my blood for your salvation. You don't have anything to worry about. Me and you will be together. I will walk with you. We have the victory. Would you take the bread today celebrating that God is walking with us, celebrating that we have the awesome benefit of knowing that anything that we deal with, anywhere that we go, whatever happens, God will be with us and God will give us the victory. Lord, we thank you for Sundays. We thank you, though, that even on Monday, when we start to doubt and we start to worry and we start to fear, that we have a God that is walking with us. We thank you um, that you are so powerful, that you are a big God. And Lord, I pray that we would never let our eyes only see with natural eyes, that we would, that we would be able to see in the spiritual realm uh, all the things that you are doing and that we would always recognize you when you speak to us. Lord, let it not take a situation like we're going through now for you to get our attention. Lord, we give you our attention. And I pray that this week that we would uh, remember that each and every day as we walk with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us for Church at Home. We hope you were encouraged today that we have a big God and we will get through this stronger than ever before. If you made a new commitment to Jesus today, text the word New Start to the number below and we will send you some resources to encourage you. If you would like prayer, text the word prayer to the number below and our team will pray for you. And finally, if you are watching on YouTube, subscribe to our channel so you can stay informed on our broadcasts. If you enjoy Church at Home, make sure to share it with someone. Because of this technology, they are only one click and one second away from finding Jesus. We'll see you every day for daily devotionals, and don't forget midweek on Wednesday night at 6. Have a blessed day. Everybody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Salvation and glory. Salvation and glory. Giving honor and power. Honor and power unto the Lord our God. For the Lord our God is mighty. For the Lord our God is mighty. Yes, the Lord our God is mighty. Yes, the Lord our God is omnipotent. Come on, lift your hands and say the Lord. The Lord. He is wonderful. Come on, Alto, sing this song. Testify this morning.